0: Hi everybody and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today I'm going to be talking about how uh, you can't really make your wife desire you, but you can ask her to try and what does this mean and what are the two different kinds of situations where this applies. And one of them is postmenopause. And everybody's always so interested in menopause because, um, you know, a lot of you guys see the writing on the wall. Some some of the followers have women who are actively postmenopausal or are women who are actively postmenopausal, but many of my listeners just want to know what's gonna happen at that phase of life. And so that's, you know, to your credit to try to plan ahead. You'll never exactly know till you get there though. But I will address that just as soon as I tell you to subscribe. My most recent subscriber episode was on how my advice to have sex with your husband differs from religious advice to have sex with your husband. Um, even though I get a lot of um Religious people now Which is something that Um You know, I never really, really got before. It seems like uh, the idea of sex being part of marriage, full stop, you know, the fact that I am in favor of that, (laughs) Uh, assuming both people want sex, if neither person wants sex, I could give a shit what you do. But the idea that if one person wants sex, that is a meaningful, you know, thing that should create an an impact versus just being ignored seems to resonate with a lot of religious people whose... who end up in sexless marriages, it seems as well, and frequently for different reasons, which I've addressed a lot in my podcast on, uh, or my post, I think it was on... Basically, be careful if you never have sex before marriage. Um, but anyway, that's getting a little far afield. So back to the topic today. So there's two types of people who, um, two types of women who have low libido: the ones who still have sex with their husband and the ones who don't. So the ones who don't, um, <laughs> they're they're not really trying, right? I mean, definitionally. And I'm always talking about within the context of a marriage that's at least somewhat functional, where the woman is not being abused or something like that, where she. Wants to stay married. So, if a woman wants to stay married but just decides that she is never going to have sex if she doesn't experience spontaneous desire, then she really needs to listen to my stuff on responsive desire. Of course, I'm not the one who came up with that. That is just a thing that exists in the world. You can Google it. Um, responsive desire. I have a whole podcast about it. It means basically when you touch and have foreplay and kissing, then you can get into the mood. But before that, you have zero desire. And that's the type of desire that most women within monogamy have, especially over the course of the lifespan. Sometimes people write in, they're like, oh, my wife, who's like 25 years old, still has spontaneous desire. Is she anomalous? No, she's 25. (laughs) Everything works better when you're younger. I mean, let's be real. So, you know, wait till she has a few kids and she's in her mid 30s like you know then then we could talk but yes young monogamous women can be very 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 high libido you know and um you know just want sex all the time it those kind of women usually don't have the same decrease although it will still be a decrease in monogamy with kids over time with age but you know if you start out like super high libido having sex three times a day then of course the decrement is probably going to be less that's just commonsensical but anyhow um there's the women that refuse to even try to see if they have responsive desire. And then there's the women who are trying. So it's like, you know, there are women who are postmenopausal who are still having sex like once or twice a week. If you're in that situation and then you're still, you're complaining that she doesn't act like she desires you, but she's still trying to, I mean, shit, how much more can she do, right? She doesn't have any sex hormones at all. She's getting into bed with you. She's trying to experience desire. I mean, she's she's having sex. I mean, you know like you can't you can't get blood from a stone, you know? She has no desire anymore. She doesn't have spontaneous and she may not have much responsive. But if she is postmenopausal and and I will have also a podcast coming out cuz some guys are like, "Well, she's postmenopausal but she refuses to take hormones." Like so, you know. I mean, there's there's uh, stages of life here, you know, and uh, but but I'll talk about that in the upcoming podcast on it. But like, you know, guys act like that's a free lunch, and we all know what I say. My husband said he's going to make it into a drinking game. How often I say no free lunch on these. But there's no free lunch, guys. Everything has side effects. Everything has, even just emotional and spiritual, you know. And 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 we'll talk about that in that podcast. But that one just irritates me because it's like, well, then why don't you? take a damn pill to get rid of your sex drive <laughs> because I mean what the fuck like it's, it's not it's not a natural state right for like somebody who is postmenopausal to have like a wild active sex life when they can no longer have babies when that's no longer kind of the point if they're still getting into bed with you and trying good on them Great on them. They are really being an active participant and they're trying. You cannot, beyond a woman getting into bed and you trying to be the best lover that you can be at the postmenopausal stage, or let's say she's nursing, right? Nursing also puts you into sort of a menopause like state because, as I explained so many times in other podcasts, your body doesn't want you to have another baby. So it's not making a lot of desire because why does it want you to have another baby? Your milk is going to go away. You're not going to have the resources for the current baby baby, etc. Anyway, if your wife is getting into bed with you and she is trying and she is game to try, you cannot ask for more than that. Do you have to stay with her? No, you don't have to do anything in this life, right? I mean, you could get divorced. You could do whatever the hell you want. But I'll tell you, you know, if you are going to leave a postmenopausal woman and still trying to have sex with you, then, I mean, I don't know. Like, at some point, we got to think about ethics, you know. But then again, maybe she would be thrilled if you left. Because then she'd be like, thank God I can just be. Basically, there was a funny meme that said, I want to go into my swamp witch stage, like a woman said. Saying that, that she's ready for her swamp witch phase, which is just like the time where she doesn't have to care how she looks anymore, you know, and it's just over kind of that whole, you know, hormonally driven looks driven cycle. She felt that she was in the next stage and, you know, thousands upon millions probably of women like that meme because there's something, you know, like there's something, you uh, natural about it like it's so funny when sometimes I say to men in couples counseling I'll be like but what about your grandma like should somebody have been trying to like have sex with your grandma all the time they're like no no that's different you don't understand you know my wife is a very attractive um 58 year old woman she looks nothing like my grandma I don't give a shit how pretty she is she's still a 58 year old woman like your grandma was people don't you know get their hair done once a week at the salon in rollers anymore, but it's still the same body, the same biology, whatever. So here's, here's the point. You can ask for your wife to try, but you cannot create desire out of nothing. And I'm totally, uh, on board with helping her be her best self and try to be the best lover you could be try to open up conversations about sex try try to be uh do whatever her love language is I talk a million ways about how to be a better partner lover a kinder person stop playing devil's advocate stop sulking stop drinking stop being an asshole all of these things fine but you cannot get blood from a stone if a woman does not have any desire and she's still trying to be with you, then at some point, don't you just have to say, do I love this person? And will I recognize that they're trying? And can that be enough for me? You know, for many people, you know, they can have an epiphany, like, yeah, like, literally, like, kind of, what else can she do? You know, it's like, reminds me, I use the kid with ADHD analogy all the time. A lot of people, they think their kid is just bad. They're just misbehaving. They're just kind of being, like, a smart-ass, Then they get an ADHD diagnosis from an evaluation and the parent is like, oh my God, that is the best they could listen. (laughs) They can't listen. They can't listen. Their brain doesn't let them listen. So I guess for my kid, they're behaving pretty good for who they are, for how their brain is wired. They're behaving pretty good. So like if the kid doesn't even try, there's a big difference between a kid that literally if you go back through all the memories, you could be like. They just kind of don't hear me. It's just like Charlie Brown's mother talking when I talk, you know, rah rah, 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 rah. you know. And uh, that must be what it's like for my kid. And so there's a big difference between that kind of kid and a kid that says "fuck you, mom." I'm not doing X, Y, Z, right? So your wife, if, if we're going back to the analogy, is not saying "fuck you, mom." She's trying. She's getting into bed. She's she's trying, but. If there's no responsive desire either, what would you have her do? Would you have her writhe around and give a fake orgasm performance like Meg Ryan and When Harry Met Sally? She's just going to end up resenting you and hating you and looking at you like a child that needs to be lied to. And I always tell women not to fake orgasms, you know, because it trains the man to do the wrong thing. But you also can't really fake desire. You can act enthusiastic at the beginning stages to try to get yourself invested you know and but but if you don't feel any desire ever no matter what you do and you you cannot like pretend to be a 25 year old woman in the throes of passion if you are if that's inverted and you're a 52 year old woman and you just don't want to do it anymore so if you're still getting there and doing it and going to bed with a game face on but you just don't feel the same level of desire which is what a lot of men say to me but but she just doesn't act like she wants to you know be there the same way it's just not the same way it's, it's just not how it used to be yeah you know like you're also not how you used to be I'm sure and it's just like if she said can't you just act you know I made this analogy at some point can't you just remember that time we were both 17 and you blew off work and we went to the beach and and you know we had sex and you wrote me a poem you're not that guy. You're running a business. You're doing whatever the hell you're doing. You're probably a lawyer, well, doctor, whatever. You can't just do that type of shit anymore because you're not 17 years old and neither is she. So, at a certain point in in life, there's a balance between acceptance and change with everything. If your wife is trying to still be game and she's still trying to get herself in the mood and you're just noticing an absence of the same desire that she used to have, what else can she do? She he can't do much, if it's really that upsetting to you, and it usually is because it means you're old, the guy doesn't want to be old anymore, I talk about this in the menopause podcast, he doesn't want to be old yet, and so her accepting her age and her being like, yeah, I guess it's just not how it used to be, he takes that personally, and it's much worse if he has preoccupied attachment, refer to the preoccupied attachment husband podcast, and then he thinks that basically she is sliding him into an early grave by her ability to, Quite honestly, admirably, except where she's at in life, which is really kind of the goal of all therapy—is like self-compassion, acceptance, that kind of thing. So you know, like realizing where you're at, maturity, evolving—you know—that that's where um, a lot of men and women are at cross purposes because. Um, talk about this with the biology of women across the lifespan, etc. Women have had a lot of change biologically over their lives. They've had, they've started to have their period at about 12 or 13. Then later on, they get pregnant. They start nursing. They stop nursing. They get pregnant again. You know, they get their body back. They don't get their body back, whatever the case may be. Women also have more medical issues because of all of this childbirth stuff that's always happening, you know, and there's just, and then they have menopause. So, I mean, they're kind of used to the fact that like you can't try to, and they have PMS every single month, you know, they get their period. So they're used to the fact that like there's no accounting for biology, like you, you can't get out ahead of life changes, you can't decide they're not going to happen, you know, that doesn't matter. So like they're better at acceptance generally. The women that are not are like, sometimes I get in, you know, women are like 30 years old and they're like, my 60 year old mother, she tries to like dress the same as me, she tries to flirt with like my husband. The women that cannot accept getting older and do crazy things like that are generally of the more narcissistic variety. So it's actually a positive if your wife is not like that. Be be all of this as it may, we cannot create desire out of nothing. So if a woman is trying... She's trying to get in bed with you, and she's trying. The younger she is, the better it's gonna go if for her to try. Then mostly her responsive desire will probably kick in. So it's like this. Here's another good analogy that is actually not just an analogy, because many of you may be in this position. So let's say that your wife is on an antidepressant, and uh, the antidepressant means she has no desire and she can't orgasm. This a situation many of you are in um, because of the high rates of antidepressant use. So many women will do this cost-benefit analysis. So how much do I need the antidepressant? Can I try another antidepressant? So if, if they will try, if they'll think about trying another one or, you know, uh, at least talking to their doctor, then they're trying. You know, they're game. They're, they understand sex is important to you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But what about the situation that they've tried everything? This is the only antidepressant that works so that they're not suicidal or screaming in rage at your children, right? They already go to therapy and this uh, antidepressant 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 adjunctively is the only thing that has made their life bearable well you know what then it is what it is right i mean that that's what i think as a therapist, as a human being ethically, then it is what it is. And if you can't live with that, then you need to have a conversation that says, I need a woman who expresses more desire to me. You can no longer do that with the antidepressant or insert with menopause here or whatever. And so we need to talk about ending the relationship. So what's so wonderful, by the way, about doing that, and I don't mean this to be snarky, this is dead serious, is if you do that, you may actually end up with a woman that doesn't wanna be with you anyway which is the best case right so like if if a woman has had let's say an active sex life with you for 20 years and uh so she met you when she was like 35 now she's 55 she does not have an active sex life with you anymore she tries to have sex with you it's certainly not what it used to be and she doesn't have an orgasm a lot of the time she doesn't want to go on hormones for various reasons let's just even say that she had a breast cancer risk and her doctor said to her this is something that i hear people say to me uh my doctor said i shouldn't do it if i have a breast cancer risk or let's even forget about the cancer risk because that is uh Some people say it is a risk. Some people say it's not a risk. The evidence is inconclusive. But um, let's let's do an easier one. She doesn't want to do it because she's up to menopause like f- psychologically it would be incoherent for her to have the desire and the drive of a younger woman when psychologically she is made she has made peace with getting older right and she's ready to be at that stage of life so if you say to her you know what 20 years of sex notwithstanding at this juncture at 55 I do not um, like that you don't have the same desires as a younger woman so I would like to bring up the conversation of us separating. You're making it so easy on her because you sound like a prick. <laughs> I mean, really, like you sound pretty selfish. Whether or not you are is not my purview. I'm not your, uh, you know, spiritual advisor, but you are going to sound like such a dick to her after the 20 years of trying to give, you know, you her best and her, you trying to give her your best. She's going to be like, man, he just literally is so scared of aging. My God. You know, like I guess he's going to go be one of those guys that date a 20 year old girl good live and be well many women will say that you'll be giving them like a better r- r- excuse almost. like they're not going to be as unhappy with you leaving if you frame it like that because truly what it means is I'm not with you for better and for worse I'm just with you till the end of the sex drive. It, in the case that the woman is still trying in the case that she's still trying It's the same with the antidepressant woman. If she's still getting into bed and trying, if even, let's say, in the case of a menopausal woman with vaginal atrophy, which is as attractive as it sounds, (laughs) it means that the the muscles and the... the the flesh of the vagina, it atrophies because there's no more estrogen there, right? And this is what some women take estrogen cream to help with. It doesn't help as much with desire, but it helps with the pain of intercourse, which you have after menopause. So the woman with vaginal atrophy, if she still tries to give you like a hand job or a blow job every so often, great, she's being an awesome wife. If you say, but she doesn't look at me with love during the blowjob, well then, you know, I mean, really. I mean, what could you really say? Are you 100% perfect of a person? No, but does this mean you have to stay married? No, but also, as I said in the menopause, podcast, certainly know that you're not coming off like Mr. Deep, but you don't really, you may not really care. You may say, I have one life and I want another woman to look at me with desire before I die. All right, cool. So you got to really make peace with who you are and what you want. But what isn't really fair is to say to a woman, I, even though you're trying, it's still not good enough because your desire levels are not high enough. In this situation, you probably should cut her loose and let her live her best life where she doesn't have to get into bed twice a week with somebody that, you know, is still not happy even though she's a different human being than she was years ago. Um, or in the the antidepressant situation, even though she has the sex drive of uh, a cabinet, you know, like nothing. So anyway, I hope that this opened up your mind to a different perspective, as I always try to do. Uh, Please do subscribe and please do join my Facebook group. It is uh, almost, well, by the time you hear this, I record these in advance. I'm sure I will be over 200 members in there and uh, it's awesome discussions and you would really like it if you like listening to me. All right, talk to you all soon. Bye-bye.